and I've been doing this for a while, actually, and asking the Lord, how are we as BFC to make an impact in our community? Um, there's an interesting story in Acts, the book of Acts, chapter 17, um, and Paul and Silas are in Thessalonica, uh, and there's, they go to the Jewish synagogue. That's what they did first. They would always go preach there, and then uh, they, would, they would preach to, to the Gentiles afterward. And, um, and so a lot of people get saved, Jews and Gentiles. It, it just, they really make a huge impact in that city. And uh, they, they come to look for Paul and, and, and Silas, and they can't find them. So they go to the house, this guy named Jason. They go to the house of the guy where they were staying, and they drag him out of the house, and they bring him in front of the city government, in front of the council, and they say something so interesting. They say this, These who have turned the world upside down have come here too. This group, this, this band of believers, these Christians have now come to the area of Thessalonica, which was more like a region a, a, or a country than it was a city. There were cities within it. And they're like, they're here too. Oh, no. Because they knew when true Jesus followers showed up that things were going to change. You know, the word impact means that two um, different objects come into collision with each other. And you know when that happens, one overpowers the other. You know, we believe that the kingdom of God is, is the most satisfying thing that an individual can experience on this earth. And so it's our job as believers to pull down the kingdom of God and, and, and to demonstrate with impact, what God is like and what he wants. And so we're going to be looking at this all month. But today's a little special. Um, today's a little different. I, I'm going to um, let you know about something we're going to start doing here at VFC. And, and so if, if this is your first Sunday here, congratulations, you picked a weird Sunday. Because um, it's a little different than normal. Uh, it's okay, I believe the Lord has everyone here for a reason, Okay. Um, but, but it's, it's gonna, it's gonna be a little bit more detailed about what he's doing here at this specific church than it is just getting in the word, uh, as we normally do. Um, y'all, God, God is doing some pretty awesome things at VFC. Uh, we're, you know, I, I, I try not to brag about it because I don't want to seem like a braggart, but I'm like so proud to pastor this church. I'm so proud to pastor a church that loves people, regardless of their spiritual background, that, that you see people of all races worshiping together, um, that you see uh, generous people come together and, and, and love others. I, I'm just, I'm so encouraged at what God is doing. And that's what the balloons are about this morning. Um, the, the statistics from last year, and I've shared them before, are pretty amazing. We had 144 people get saved last year. We had 37 rededications, we had 103 healings, 24 baptisms, and then not represented up on stage is all the food that we gave away. We gave away almost 4,500 bags of food, which translates into over 11,000 meals that people were fed through the ministry here at VFC. That's awesome. So each balloon on stage, each different color represents either a salvation a rededication where people came back to the Lord, a healing, a physical healing 
that, that people told us. We didn't guess about it. Someone said, I was healed. I felt power coming to my body. I used to have pain. I don't have any more. And baptisms last year. And that's pretty incredible. It's pretty amazing that God is moving in such a way. Look at all these balloons. Look at what God has done. This is just last year. Look at what he's done. And these numbers, I'm telling you guys, I do not like inflating numbers to make like, it seem bigger than it is. Like God's big enough. We don't need to help him. Okay? So these are, these are, these are bare minimums. Like you can take this to the bank. Like it's probably way more. But these are, we, we always undershoot just to be good stewards. Just, just for context sake, check this out. If you add uh, last year in as well, that's 188 salvations, 83 rededications, 259 physical healings, 36 baptisms, almost 9,000 bags of food, and over 22,000 meals provided. Isn't that awesome? That's just the last two years. God's doing good things. Guys, we, we are, and I'm not saying we're perfect, Okay, you're not going to hear me say that. We're not perfect uh, because it all starts with leadership and I'm not perfect, <laughs> right? Um, but God is doing amazing things here. Whether it's the children's ministry or the youth or worship or the school of ministry or our FaceTime small groups or the TLC um, preschool that we have going on, he's doing amazing things. And we're making an impact, but I believe and I've heard from the Lord that we need to make more impact. And in order to change what we're currently doing, we have to do something, right? I mean, you, the, the results that you're getting in life um, have been perfectly tailored by the actions that you do. If you want to change your results, you've got to change your actions. So we hear the call to make more impact in our community. We've got a couple of problems as a church, though. We've got a couple of problems, if I'm being honest. Let me share a few of them. First of all, uh, we, we need more room. <laughs> this is our first service. This is our smallest service. If you've ever been to our second service, it'll start in about 45 minutes. Um, it's going to be jam-packed, okay? So this one's pretty full. This one's pretty comfortable, though. You don't have to sit next to someone you don't know, you, right? Second one, it gets hot, it's nasty, you're like, who is this person encroaching on my seat, right? We need more room. Uh, let, me, let me just, I'm just going to do some math, and I apologize if you're not a math person. I'm not a math person, but you need to understand what's happening here at the church. Three years ago, in 2013, our average Sunday morning attendance was 185 people, okay? At the end of last year, 2016, our average Sunday morning attendance was 285 people, now, this is average, so there's some Sundays that we have a little less, and there's some Sundays that we have a little more. As a matter of fact, Easter last Sunday was 385 people, okay? So, if, if you take, that's a 54% growth over three years, okay? So, let's apply 54% growth over the next three years, all right? Well, that number is 439 people, Okay, and guys, we're still growing every week. Every, every we we still see people coming. So we we've got we've got <laughs> we've got a decision to make. We see that the Lord is sending people, but it wouldn't make any sense not to make room for the people that He's sending. What, we we went to two services between actually in 2014 we went to two services. 
And I was praying. I like to pray, sometimes outside, sometimes in here. And I was just, I was like, Lord, send the lost. God, send your people. We want revival. I thought it was a really good prayer. And I heard the, the Lord say this to me. He said, if I sent you all the people that you were praying for, what would you do with them? And I said, you know, that's a really good point. We hadn't made room for people. So we went to two services, all right? Well, where we are now is uh, if everyone that considers VFC their home, not just our average attendance, if they all showed up one day, there's actually not a room big enough on this campus to fit them. We have more people than space. Um, so we did something this last year. We dismissed the children out of the sanctuary. Now, I'd love to say that I did that because I just love children. I want them to have their own service, and that's true. But also, we had to make room. We had to make room for more people. And so, just I'm going to throw a couple numbers out here for you. So, without kids, last year's average was 245 adults on a Sunday morning. Uh, in three years, that's over 377 average, not maximum, average adults on a Sunday morning. So this is what we know about seating in American churches. One, people consider 80% full to be full because we don't like to sit next to each other, right? And two, people won't come if there's no room for them. This is not my opinion. This is statistical research. They'll just, okay, we'll go somewhere else. I'm not, guys, you know, we have to make a decision. Are we willing to say, yeah, you know what? We like it how it is. We're sure God wants to move in your life. We're so happy what God did for Tom and Mandy in their video, but you know what? We don't really care if that happens with you. I'm just not willing to do that. I'm not willing to do that. It takes 472 seats to accommodate 377 adults in three years' time. Let's just, all right, some of y'all are going to be like, I don't care about this. I'm going to tell you this anyway. Our maximum attendance last year was 385. That was Easter. It, it, it takes, uh, so let's just move that 54%. So in three years, our max attendance, we can safely assume, will be 593 people. Okay? It takes 741 chairs to seat that many people. Okay? Do, do you see the problem? Okay? Do you see the problem? Um. This is not our biggest problem, okay? This is our biggest problem, is that the TLC building holds 60 children. Last Sunday, between two services, we had 80 children, okay? Now, we're good because it's split up 30-50, first service, second service, okay? That's, and that's about average, okay? And so, uh, but uh, you should see a problem, right? It's just simple math, right? Um, and then Wednesday nights are cramped, to say the least, because we only have one service Wednesday nights. And, and so many Wednesday nights, in order you know, to not exceed the, the building uh, allotment of children, we actually have to move children into the main building sometimes. Okay? That's happening right now. That's not happening three years from now. So we've got to do something, right? We can't do nothing. Uh, we can do nothing. But I don't believe that's the impact that God's calling us to make. This is too good to keep to ourselves. We have to export this to the community. We, we, have, to, we have to allow the presence of God that you felt during worship this morning. Like, you're not the only one that deserves that. There are people all out there that need to feel the presence of God, need to feel the love of God. And we've got to export it. We've got to make room for these people, God's people. 
we, we want to expand our school of ministry. We have 101 and 102. They'll be starting in March. Many of you have been through How many of you have been through 101 or 102? Yeah, that's awesome, okay? Guess what? We want to expand that because y'all need another class to take. So we want to do a 103 and a 104. 103 is spiritual disciplines. 104 is supernatural ministry. We have two classrooms. We can't, we can't do that. Well, there's not another night of the week uh, that we have space open, okay? Uh, I also, I believe it's time to begin ordaining people and releasing them in ministry. We have a 201 and a 202 that, that I'm developing right now where, where we mentor and we train people and then we ordain them as ministers sent from VFC. We have two classrooms. <laughs> we can't do that. We, we just, even if we utilize the sanctuary, we can't do it. Okay, we did a survey last fall, um, and we asked the question: You know, if money were no option, what would you love to see happen at VFC? And the overwhelming majority of people said, "We need more room." So this is not just what I believe God's saying to us. This is what you're saying. I mean, I mean this is your idea. Y'all are all saying we need more room. Well, here's another thing that we need, and this is sort of bad news. Uh, we need less debt. We actually, as a church, for this building, for the TLC building, the land, everything all together, we have about $760,000 in debt, okay, um, which is a lot. It's, it's about 19% of our monthly budget, um, and we need to get rid of this. We, th- this debt saddles us, and it keeps us from being able to move forward, okay? Now, some of you are thinking, oh, no, he's going to be talking about money, right? Sort of. Sort of. Now, just keep, keep your heart open. Don't shut down. Okay? I'm talking about impact. <laughs> I'm talking about impact. We do have a plan for impact, though, and, and it does involve money. So this is what we have to do. We have to raise additional funds above our normal budgeted income so that we can do one of two things. It's one of two things. Then this will solve the issue. Okay? And we're thinking the children are right now and the adults are coming. Believe me, if we wait longer, it's just going to get worse. All right? First thing is we need to build a 500 plus, at least 500 seats, a sanctuary, and then we can repurpose this space that you're in right now for children. We can cut this room in half, classrooms back half. They can have a little, their own little sanctuary here to worship and do their own thing, right? We, we need the room. And so we, we've got we've to build. If we were able to build and put children's uh, ministries in the sanctuary building, right, then we would repurpose this as a fellowship hall. And then Celebrate Recovery could meet here. They wouldn't meet in our sanctuary, right? We could have all the events we do, like the Super Bowl thing we're doing this afternoon. See, we're going to have to move out. We won't move out chairs. But when we do the women's dinner, y'all know we do women's dinner every, like, it, so it would be separate, okay? Depends on how much we could build. Okay, here's the other option, and some of you, this is going to freak you out, and it's okay, just you can be freaked out, it's all right, is renovate and move into a bigger existing church property. I mean, just, just logically, I'm not saying this is the will of the Lord, I'm just saying if there, it's cheaper to buy and renovate than it is to build, right? And so we just need to seriously consider, there's not one available that I'm aware of right now. But if there was a church property buildings and stuff that were big enough, big enough to accommodate us, we, we, we could purchase that, uh, sell this, and move, and then boom, we've got more room, and we didn't have to build from scratch. So you, do you follow me? Okay. So this is what we need to do. We, like, guys, I'm telling you, we, we've got to do something like this. 
And, and it's uncomfortable because you know, a lot of times, if you're like me, you don't like to do something until you absolutely have to. How many procrastinators do we have? Yeah. Well, you know, I don't have to do this today. It's due tomorrow, right? Right? I was the, I was the guy doing, like, uh, the homework during break before the next class in high school, right? Yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about? So I get it. I get it. But, guys, I'm telling you, the Lord's been on me for over a year now about this. And I've been fighting him, and I've been saying, you know, but, but, but. And he's like, just do it. <laughs> so, I know that's kind of big news. Um, but we need, we need to make a change. We need to build, we need to buy, we need to do something to host everyone that's coming here. So, you should have the question probably, okay, what do we need? What, what do we need to do? Okay, I, I get it. You're probably going to hit us up for, for, for a fundraising effort, and I am. But, here's, but here's, here's the thing, though. Okay, here's the thing. I want to let you know we want to make impact. Don't, don't think dollars, think people. Okay? We're talking about people here. See, we believe wholeheartedly here at VFC that you are the church. I've pretty much all but stopped referring to this building as a church. I call it the church building. Just because to remind myself, to remind you guys that we are the church. You know, the tornado... Almost, almost took us out a couple weeks ago. And you know what? We would have been fine. It wouldn't have been fun, but we would have been fine. Why? Because you're all still here. You're the church. It's just a building, right? I think it's kind of cool that the two trees we would necessarily, uh, we would kind of have to get rid of in order to build, got just kind of knocked down on their own. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. So, so the plan is that we would build a sanctuary right here in this grassy area. It would, it, we would make it kind of connect or, or easily easy access to this building, okay? Depending on how much we were able to raise, we could not just put a sanctuary, but classrooms, youth rooms, you know, children's rooms and stuff like that, okay? So we've got to start this process. Do y'all, do, y'all, do y'all follow me? Are you with me? We've got to start the process, okay? Okay, so because I'm, I'm, I'm preparing you for sticker shock, so... There are three impact tiers that we want to reach. Y'all, I'm not good at, like, the hard sell. Like, I could never be a timeshare salesman. Like, I, you know, do you want to buy this timeshare? No. Okay, see you. Enjoy your tickets. You know, I, like, I would, I would be terrible at that, you know. So here are the three impact tiers that we're looking at. The first one we're calling impact, and it's to raise $500,000. And honestly, this will just begin the process. This won't really do anything. It will just begin the process, and it shows me that you guys are like, yeah, we don't want to turn people away. We do want to expand. Um, we could pay for about half the estimated cost of a new sanctuary. Uh, we would have to finance the, remi- the remainder. Greater impact, this is our debt load. If we were able to raise this amount of money, this would get rid of all of our debt, and then we could go back to square one, breathe a little bit easier, right, and then say, okay, Lord, what are we to build? How are we to do this? And, and then we could, you know, and, and we, would, we would probably need to finance that this is all that we raise, but at least we're not adding debt upon debt, right? And we're starting fresh and clean from the beginning. So this is greater impact. Here's the next one. It's a maximum impact. This is $1.5 million. <laughs> and this is what we need to pay for a new sanctuary and the renovation of this existing sanctuary. Okay. And some of y'all are like, oh, Jesus. We haven't locked the doors. <laughs> now, our dream, I don't like vision, you guys. 
Our dream is to build a big, fat, awesome. Now, I, now when I say that, like awesome to me is like taking care of the needs of the people. It's not like the Crystal Cathedral, okay? <laughs> you know, I'm not, I want to impress people with the power of God, not with the size of our building. Okay? But our dream is to eventually be able to have a building with a bigger sanctuary. We'd go back to one service until we outgrow it, and we have to go back to two. Several school ministry classrooms, ample children's space, excellent youth facilities. And then this would be repurposed as a fellowship hall. Our offices are in that back area. We still got a kitchen back there. It could be done in stages. This is what it would look like. Um, well, that's, that's the information there. It, it's a big one. It costs $3.2 million, and that's the plans. So you see there's two stories. You've got a foyer. You've got a sanctuary. On the, on the side, you've got uh, children's ministry. So right there, all of you that have to drop off your kids, right? The TLC building would be TLC. It would be our preschool standalone. Um, and then we, you know, upstairs would be school of ministry classrooms, youth, right? Let them tear up, you know, their own area, right? So that's our dream. That's our dream. And that could be done in stages. We, we could actually build a sanctuary and then add on, you know, as we, as, as the Lord provided, now, I just want you just for a second to think about this. Just think about this. Think about what would happen. Think about how Thomasville, Thomas County would be changed. Think about more room for celebrate recovery, more youth, more children, more bodies healed, more followers of Jesus. Kingdom spread everywhere we go. I mean, think think about that. Think think about what that would. Think about how that would change your business. How that would change your home. If we let what's in here get out. If we made room for more people to have an experience. So, I got to finish up. So this is what we're asking. Um, we're asking four things. Okay, I'm asking for four things from you. Uh, first of all. Um, I want you to consider bringing a first fruits offering in a month's time, March 5th. March 5th, we're going to all rally together. We're going to say, okay, we hear the call, right? We've got to make room for more. We can't ignore this. It's only going to get worse, and then we're going to really get caught. We don't want anyone to fall through the cracks. We want to make room for people. We want to make impact. And so we bring our offering on March 5th. That's in a month's time. And a first fruits offering is your first and your best. And it's where the Lord leads you and, and says, okay, here's, it's a sacrificial gift. Now, I don't know if you're like Tiffany and I, but we don't like have these big reserves, right? Um, I know everyone, pastors get a bad rap because you see like, you know, some of the big TV ministers and their jets and stuff. You, you don't get into ministry for money, okay? Those guys, that's like a handful of people. Everyone else is living paycheck to paycheck, Okay. And that's how we live. Um, and, and we're fine. We're happy. Like, don't feel sorry for us. We're, we, we love what we do. God's good. But we don't have this, like, huge reserve, right? And I know most of you guys are probably like this. And so when I began to pray and say, Lord, what's, you know, what's going on? How, how can, what can we give as a first fruits? What can we give that's sacrificial? What can we give that will make a dent in this? And I heard the Lord tell me, I want you to sell your Jeep. And I love that blue Jeep, y'all. 
It's got like a convertible top. It's, it's like awesome. Eight seconds. It's cool. And I'm like, okay, I felt, the, I felt the presence of the Lord so strong. Okay, it's just a car. It just gets me from point A to point B. I don't care. I care more. I mean, seriously, if, if I have to turn in my car, downgrade to something else, cash out of that Jeep, and people get saved, cool. Whatever. Seriously, whatever. So our goal is to sell the Jeep, to buy something, cash, that's, that's, that's cheaper. Uh, I mean, it'll be, it'll be kind of nice because I like cars. But, and then we're going to get $15,000. Uh, that's going to be our first fruits offering. You know, we didn't have it in savings, but we did have it. You know, we had it. It was just in a vehicle. I, I, I know that could be maybe a little intimidating for some of you. And, um, you know, we're, we're going to, you'll hear more about it next week, but we're actually going to have a yard sale on March the 4th, where if you've got something you want to sell to make this happen, then you can bring it. And that's how you can help with the first fruits offering. Okay, but we're going to get to that later. Um, so that's the first thing, is in a month's time, I want you to consider what you, would, what you would give. Here's the second thing, and this is probably actually even the most important one, is we're going to ask you to pledge an additional regular amount over the next three years. So this is an addition to what you already give. Now, some of you tithe, some of you over-tithe, some of you under-tithe, some of you are like, I hope no one notices, I don't give. I don't know, by the way, I do not know who gives. I mean, I can kind of figure it out, but I mean, I don't look at the statements. Cynthia does that. I like to remain free and clear of all that kind of stuff. Um, I want to be able to treat everyone equally. I've talked to some pastors like, well, I've got a meeting with one of my big givers this afternoon. I'm like, I don't know who they are. So I like to treat everyone equally. So, um, so that, but but, you know, pledge an additional amount, whatever you're doing, and say, okay, this is specifically for this impact initiative. We're going to give you a month to pray about it, talk about it, think about it, sit down with your family, sit down with your kids, and say, what are we to do here? What, what are we going to do? Okay? And it's a three-year commitment. Why? Because we're looking at this from a three, we're looking at where we've been three years, and we're looking at where we're going in three years. We're at a fork in the road, and we, we've, we've got to do this. So Tiffany and I are praying about this. We haven't made a decision. We're, we tithe. We give 10% of our gross income. And so we're either going to bump that up to 12.5% or check this out. Like, I need you to understand how important this is. We're going to give a certain amount every week. So, so check this out. If, okay, last year. There were 469 giving units in the church. In other words, 469 individuals, so I count as one, Tiffany counts as one, even though we give one check. Uh, 469 individual giving units in the church, okay? Um, Let's just round down, say 400. Let's just say people came, they stopped coming, whatever. If, If 400 giving units gave 20 bucks a week, just 20 bucks a week, for the next 52 weeks, and for the next three years, that would be $1.25 million. That's almost, the, I mean, that's more than just the sanctuary. That's the, that's the building the sanctuary with cash and renovating this thing with cash. See, what's important is that everyone does something, not that like one person carries all the load. The, the key to making this work, you guys, is, is this. Is, well, I don't have much. Okay, I, I understand. Believe me, I'm, I'm right there with you. But what do you have? And more importantly, what does God say that you have? 
I mean, my whole world's been rocked by this selling my Jeep thing. Like, I didn't think I had anything to give, and I had a lot to give. Here, here's the next thing I need. Here's the next thing we're asking. We want you to commit to pray. Guys, this is so important. And I know this is like, well, they're a church. They have to ask you to pray. No, seriously. This is a spiritual exercise we're doing. This is not brick and mortar. This is not, it's not a corporate thing. This is, we are, we are the, the leadership are, is all on board. Elders, the trustees, the ministry team leaders here, everyone has heard. Everyone's on board, all right? All of our executive leadership for months now has been like, we're ready. I'm kicking balloons. Uh, I just kicked the healing right there. Um, kick a little salvation, boom. <laughs> but we're all on board. We're all in unity. We're all in agreement that this is going to have, have to happen. So we've got to pray. I'm calling a fast. Well, I don't have anything to give. Okay, you cannot eat. <laughs> well, hold on, let me find my wallet. <laughs> We usually do a fast at the beginning of each year, and we didn't do one this year on purpose because we wanted to save it for now. So I'm going to ask that you guys pray about fasting for the month of February until March 5th when we have our, our big commitment Sunday where we bring our first fruits offering and we pledge our commitments for the next three years. Uh, okay? So that stinks because we've had our families been, uh, we had January was called the Eat Like Mommy Month where we ate like Tiff, which is no fun. Um, it's... <laughs> She gets her comfort somewhere else in food, so no comfort food. Um, but I'm gonna, we're going to fast. We're going to fast uh, this month. And I encourage you, please, you can do that. Come on, you can do that. Well, what do I fast? Well, just don't eat red meat. Start there. Don't, eat, don't, don't drink sodas. Hey, if you don't drink sodas, you actually save money, and then you will have something to give. Whoa. Some of y'all are like, no. Here's, now, guys, I want you to hear me. I'm ending, Okay. Continue to be VFC. Now, some of you have come from churches, and they've started like a capital campaign, a building campaign, and it changed who they were. Right? And, it's, and, and, the, and the pastor preaches on money every Sunday. I've actually heard of some churches calling in members and saying, we've noticed you haven't given towards our campaign. Guys, we are not going to do that. We are not going to change our culture. This is not about becoming something different. This is about taking what we are and expanding it. We're not going to change. And, and this is my promise to you. Okay? We are not going to change the culture or DNA of who we are. We're not going to do it at the expense of a building. If we start to do it, we're going to shut the whole thing down. Because the presence of the Lord is the most important thing. It is. I want to share with you a verse. So, building programs have happened for millennia. Moses actually led one. Did you know this? It's in the Bible. It's in Exodus. This is crazy. This is what I'm praying for us. They're building the temple and they, they put out a call to all of them to say, hey, we need you to bring, you know, first fruits. We need you to commit. We need you to do this. You can read about it uh, actually in chapter 35. I encourage you that that can be your homework. Exodus 35 and 36. And then at the end, right, they've got builders, they've got their materials. So Moses gave the command and this message was sent throughout the camp. Men and women, don't prepare any more gifts for the sanctuary. We have enough. Can you imagine a pastor saying don't give? I'm like, well, we're good. <laughs> So the people stopped bringing their, sac their sacred offerings. Their contributions were more than enough to complete the whole project. That's 
what I'm believing for. Guys, I am believing just for crazy stuff to happen. I'm praying for miracles. I'm praying that houses sell. I'm praying that inheritances are received, that business deals go through. The Lord causes resources to pass through your hands in miraculous, just ridiculous ways. I, I know this is him, y'all. I do. I know this is him. And so, y'all, uh, my, I always end sermons with questions. And my question is this, is are you ready to make an impact? Are you on board? I mean, we can't, you know, we've got to do this with you. We have to have this with you. Uh, everyone's got to be involved. Everyone's got to do something. That's how this is going to work, Okay. And so I, I know some of you, 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 you listen to this, and it freaks you out, and you kind of panicky. Some of you are like, well, I guess I'm finding a new church. <laughs> look, look, just trust me. We're not going to change who we are. We're going to expand it so we have a bigger footprint in this community, so we make more impact in this community. I want to introduce real quick. We're way behind time. I want to introduce, if you're a leader on the impact team, would you please join me up on stage? We have a group of people that have been planning, that have been uh, praying, and that have been, you know, just anxious to see this happen. Yeah, Felicia, come on. With your, with your Atlanta jersey on. So, Dylan um, Williams is the Impact Campaign Director, okay? So, he's kind of leading this whole thing, and he's been doing a lot of the heavy lifting so I could continue to preach and teach and, and shepherd you guys, okay? Uh, Travis is over prayer. Uh, he's, we've been praying for this for a really long time, okay? Uh, Wanda, what's, what's your team called? Events team. Events team. She's the one that did all the balloons and stuff, her team, okay? Isn't that cool? Yeah. And Val, you're doing... Invitation. Invitations. So we've been, many of you have been told about this already. We kind of rolled this out slowly to some people. So she was in charge. Hi, what's your name? <laughs> I'm Cynthia. Um, I helped with planning, getting it started, and I'm with follow-up. Cool. And then Felicia's over. Children. Of course, because she's our children's director. So all of them, all these people have been, have been praying, have been getting ready so that this concept uh, filters down to, and, and touches every single person that's a part of VFC. Okay. If you have any questions, you can ask them. You can ask me. Okay. You can shoot us an email. Um, w- one final thing is that we're going to give you two things. Okay. We're dismissing now. As you leave, we're going to give you two things. First thing we're going to give you uh, is, is a booklet that explains everything. Okay. It's, it's, it goes over the numbers. It goes over the needs. It goes over all that stuff. It's got an FAQ, frequently asked questions. You know, so in case you have some questions. And then here's the other thing that's going to be in it. We're going to give you an envelope. Okay. Now listen. I want you to pray over this thing. I want you to pray. I want you to say, Lord, what's my role? What am I to do? If you go back and you read uh, Exodus 35, it says, those whose people's hearts were stirred gave of all their stuff. They took off their rings. They took off their necklaces. They did all sorts of stuff to make that sanctuary happen. And so I I encourage you, pray over this. Put it on your refrigerator. Talk to it. Say, say, Lord, what do you want me to do? And then, and if you lose it, we have more. But... But then you can bring it on March 5th, and you can tell us what your first fruits is, and you can tell us, you know, what you're going to be, be doing for the next three years for this. Does that make sense? Okay. Let's stand for prayer. So I'm super late, but we're not going to, we're not going to, you know, we, we have to be VFC. So I'm going to ask you to close your eyes, and if there's anyone here this morning that's never made Jesus Lord of your life, You've never given him your all. You've never said, look, this is all about Jesus. I'm, I'm, 
getting out of the driver's seat of my life and I'm, I'm letting you take over. If that's, if that's you, you've never made that decision, raise your hand real high. We're going to pray with you. We had six people receive Christ last, last week. And Jesus wants to save you too. Anyone at all, raise your hand. Raise your hand high. I'm going to ask for the altar ministry team to come. They're going to be on the left-hand side of the stage. In just a moment, I'm going to release you to get prayer for whatever you need. But before we do, just remain uh, in in, in an attitude of, of thoughtfulness. And just say this. Say, Holy Spirit, what is my role? Holy Spirit, what can I do? How can I make an impact? Not just live for myself. Not just do church, because that's what we do. How can we actually make an impact in this world, in this community? Thank you, Lord. Now I'm going to pray us out. And you're free to go when I say amen. Free to have an amazing day, okay? And you're also free to come and get the prayer that you need. If you need healing in your body, if you need them to agree with you about a situation, uh, just come and get prayer, okay? So let's pray. Father, we thank you for this morning. Lord, we thank you, God, for your presence. We thank you for your goodness. Lord, thank you so much for what you've done here over the last year or two. God, that's pretty awesome. We're, we're pretty pumped. And so, God, we just pray, Lord, that you would extend that. We want to make impact. We want to touch lives. Lord, this is not about brick and mortar. It's about souls. Lord, show us how to do what you're calling us to do. We love you and we honor you. In Jesus' name, amen.